Ah, people of the internet, EDB here. That's Eric Deshaun Barrett for long. And you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I am interested in being connected to people who are doing things that are awesome sauce. I am interested in latching myself on to folks who are in these streets, whether it's far or near, more so farer than nearer, or it could be nearer. I really don't care where you are or who you are. If you're in these streets doing good things, if you're in these streets trying to better yourself, then I am on board with you. You know something that I've come to the conclusion about you mind if I go ahead and share it with you as I uh, try to find a breath? I am. I've been this this person who has been trained a certain way. You mind if I t- just take a few moments to talk about that for a second? And my training says that your your mindset, your focal point, your 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 everything should be about other people. You should be selfless, and you should dedicate your life to the service of both God and others. But here, here is where I have a problem with that. If I have nothing to dedicate, then how can I serve God and others? If I am broken, half of a man, a shell of a man, battered and bruised and homeless and and psychologically and mentally deprived how can i benefit or better anyone so the question that i have now come to the conclusion about is should i a uh, not be a person who cares about god and others or should i be concerned with myself which in the result or should I say the result of me being concerned about myself is that I can have more to offer other people. If I got money, then I can give it. If I got a job, then I can share it. If I got resources, then I can provide it. But if I ain't got nothing, I can't give nothing. And so with that, today I begin a conversation or I have a conversation with a buddy who's trying to do that. He's trying to start his own fitness company. He's trying to educate people on the the importance of fitness, not only from the perspective of working out, but from the perspective of nutrition, from the perspective of of mindset, from the perspective of everything that goes along the whole shebang that is fitness. So let me tell you how this is going to go down today, because I want to give a lot of time to Brother Aaron we're going to, you know, pay bills. That's what we got to do around here. It's in the Bible, mind you. So anybody who who could come to you and talk about why you always concerned about money. Let me tell you something. The Bible says money is the answer 
to all things. You, you don't believe it? Let's go ahead. I'm going to tell you where it is. It's over in the book of Ecclesiastes. If you don't mind, I'm just going ahead. Let me let me take this real quick because I want you to I want you to hear this. And uh, I'm, I'm going to go to my notes. I got it highlighted. And it's where is it? It's down here. Yeah, right there. Ecclesiastes 10 and 9. Reach it. No, excuse me. That is a lie. It is Ecclesiastes 10, 19. Watch this. It says a feast is prepared for laughter and wine maketh life happy. It actually says wine makes life happy. Let's go ahead and read it correctly. You know what? Let's go ahead and get the King James Version because I don't I don't want you to feel like that. I'm just trying to uh, read you one of them little fancy schmancy translations. So we in chapter 10, verse 19 right here. King James, the one everybody knows a feast is made for laughter and wine maketh merry, but money answereth all things. Okay, so so next time somebody come to you, start talking all that garbage about why you always caring about money. Money answereth all things. So we got to pay bills, but let's go ahead and take care of some housekeeping first uh, before we get to our bills. Uh, you know, I'm on Instagram at Eric Deshaun Barrett on Twitter at Eric D. Barrett, Facebook at same YouTube at Eric Barrett. I like to make certain that I explain that the YouTube channel is the the action piece to this podcast. I like to say that this is this is class and the YouTube channel, the vlog, if you will, the videos, however you want to put it, is the practical piece to EVB is where I put action to what I have learned here in class. Does that make any sense? So you go ahead and follow me somewhere on the Internet. Like I said, Instagram at Eric Deshaun Barrett, Twitter at Eric D. Barrett, Facebook at same YouTube at Eric Barrett or just email me Eric Deshaun Barrett at Gmail dot com. All right. So we got all the. uh the housekeeping out of the way. Um, I'm going to pay bills. That's what we're going to do next. And then we're going to have the track of the day. We're going to meditate a little bit. I have to stress the importance of meditation. That is just, we, we need that moment. Just you and a quiet moment. Go to the bathroom, close your eyes and just, just for whatever the track limit is. And then after that, it's going to be the conversation with me and Aaron.
All right, so um, I've already uh, hit the record button. I'm here with, uh, for uh, as you know, I'm just going to be funny here and say, for the for the record, state your name. Uh, Aaron. Okay, that, that's. I can tell you've never been arrested before, or never been de- in, in a deposition. Like, no. <laughs> you know, you're supposed to go with your whole full name. You know, the government. But then again, you're in Canada. You don't know anything about our craziness. Um, oh, yeah, it's a little different. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, we met online, um, yep. which is generally where all my friends have come from. Or should I say all my friends come from, if I can get my English right. And um, we met uh, basically because you're a uh, fitness trainer. Yep. And um, I was... Uh, I'm, I'm very easy to... to to uh, fall for people. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, I guess you can ask can all 12 of my ways. ex Huh? It can go both ways. <laughs> I mean, you know, we can ask all 12 of my ex-girlfriends. They might be able to give you a better assessment of that than I can. But um, I uh, read some of your stuff, and I was like, oh, this cool. This dude sounds cool, and and we should talk. So um, I am, uh, I believe I said in one of our um, initial chats that, you know, I get to know people live on air, like the Vince McMahon yep. of podcasting. I do everything in public. So um, if you turn out to be a serial killer and you're on the run and the Canadian police are looking for you, um, uh, I'm so sorry that I exposed you and I know nothing about this because the last thing I want to <laughs> do is get arrested in Canada. Well, I don't know. Well, it's a little cold up here uh, compared to where you are, so you may not want to come up here. No, no, no. I don't, I don't, I don't want to do anything in Canada. So uh, if you will go ahead on, Mr. Aaron, and yeah. we'll start with uh, who you are, uh, your background, where you come from, and um, pardon me if something gets interesting and I have to you know, cut in and, and make sure I understood what you just told me. Yeah. Just do me a favor and don't do this in French. Uh, I haven't spoken French in a long time. Okay, because so, yeah, so it's kind of it's kind of went away. So don't worry, don't worry. Okay, just making sure because I know you Canadians sometimes can can get all Frenchy on me, and you know, <laughs> yeah, well, the whole podcast you have no idea what I said. I, I sure won't. I'll just be like, he was mumbling something, and it could have been a love letter to his girlfriend that just went <laughs> right on by, and I'm just going to put it out there because I have no idea what the hell he just said. But anyway, <laughs> who are you? Where you come from? What's your background? What led you into that? All that good stuff. I know it's a lot for you to remember, but we'll pick it up yeah. as we go along. Uh, so you want me to start like uh, like with where I am now and then kind of what led to that? Well, you know, we can start with you as a little old white boy in a log cabin that was outside of the Oscars of town where your mom looked at you and saw the little cotton field and said, hey, man, you want to go over there? He's like, hell no, I want to do something else <laughs> in my life. And so you started the journey down the Yellow Brick Road until you found the Wizard of Oz and then, you know, then that and that, that thing. Okay, so basically uh, from a small town called Perry Sound, there's probably like 6,000 people in it. From who? Perry Sound. Perry Sound. I thought I heard that. Very small town. Um, I'd say the most exciting thing we got there was a Walmart. So, Well, that means you're a city. And my uncle's uncle's definition of a city is that if it has a Walmart, then it goes from a town to a city once it gets a Walmart. That's his definition. I don't know. He's weird. I guess we were doing pretty well then. Okay. Yeah. If you got two of them, then you're a metropolis. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite. Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically, like, yeah, basically all through school, 
Um, in high school, I was always involved in sports. In high school, like I was on the cross country team in the fall. Then I did uh, like Nordic skiing in the winter. Then ran track in the spring summer. So you were um, you were in cross country. Yep. And then you did what? Nordic skiing, which is like cross country skiing. Oh, oh, skiing. Yes. Yeah, oh, okay. I'm like. I thought that was something. I thought you went French on me. I was like, huh? Wait, okay. <laughs> no. And then you did um, what else? Uh, ran track. Ran track. track and field. Yeah. I, I did see a picture of you, and it's like, oh, this kid is skin and bones. And then I look at you now, oh, yeah. and it's like, you know. So that time in my life, I was probably, at my lightest, I was like 150 or 118. God damn. For the most part, yeah, I was light. And then basically my average through high school was like 120 at the most 122 so it was a lot smaller then yeah steroids yes. that's a wonderful thing no I'm just joking I, I'm not saying he's on drugs <laughs> no it's been long well it's been years and years of work to kind of get to where I am now okay so yeah. um, you're you're always in the sports you're, you're kind yes. of this sports guy um did you like have a dream of doing anything pro or I mean what, uh, what made you go to sports so when I was well, I just kind of I was naturally I found I was good at it but I also enjoyed like actually pushing myself and working out hard um, that was the one nice thing with running where I could literally just go out run not have to worry about anything I could kind of cancel everything out and just kind of push myself and I love that kind of thing I still love that kind of thing so I feel like it kind of taught me a lot that like about like my own work ethic and kind of determination that like if I put my mind to it I can get to it and at that point like I wanted to be like you know a competitive runner I wanted to like go pro or somewhat um, as pro as you could be for running um, I mean there's the Olympics right Oh yeah, yeah. That'd be like the the long term, like big thing to get to. Yeah. Did you ever look at um, track and field or Olympics or was that your thing or you know? Yeah, yeah. That was more th- my my main thing. Like I wanted to be like the best middle distance runner I could be, and yeah. I wanted to be. I mainly wanted to be like well known. That was the thing. Oh, you just want to be famous. Well, not quite, but, like, I wanted to be, like, the best I could be and to be kind of, like, known for that, in a sense. You were trying to use this to get chicks, right? No. <laughs> not at that time. Oh, oh, well, I mean, you know. But but <laughs> now it's a different story. We'll talk about that down the road. Okay, yeah. um, so um, you're, uh, you're in the sports. Um, yep. You're uh, thinking about being being a pro athlete. Um, what, what, um, what, what, what around you, I, I guess I'm trying to figure out who is this Aaron dude? Like, you know, you, you got into sports, you know, what, what was like, I, I'm in this small town, there's nothing else to do or, or I mean, what are you Basically, like, 22 now? I'm 20, uh, 26 now. You're 26 now. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So basically in, in Perry Sound, it's very small, so... For me, like, my dad was very into politics, so basically everybody knew who I was. Mm, um, he's one of those people. Yeah, so in in that kind of town, like, everybody knows what you do. 
So if you do something bad, then someone's going to realize, and I could probably get you know, crap for it. So I'd say most of my friends were into like partying on the weekends and like doing some drugs here and there, and then I was 100% not about any of that. Because you so didn't get your ass kicked by your daddy. Yeah, that'd be part of it. Yeah. <laughs> that that sounds like me in Norfolk with 15 preachers and black business leaders and all those other people <laughs> in my family. It's yeah. like if you even breathe wrong, they 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 notice you and it's, yeah, totally yeah. understand how you feel there. Sorry, kid. Yeah, so I found I found sports kind of it gave me an extra reason to avoid that kind of stuff because I knew it would kind of negate what I'm trying to work towards. So it kind of gave me a, a second outlet to kind of stay away from everything bad. So it helped me, I'd say, in more areas than just one. Mm, yeah. So um, so basically, you're saying that the sports was kind of a, this is how I stay out of trouble. I, I yeah. can kind of appeal. See, because a lot of, I think a lot of um, folks don't understand the pressure of a kid like yourself, which I oh. totally understand it because I've had to live that life. Yeah. And it's, it's very, you're like, you can't even look at girls because you know that if you're looking at them, it's going to be on the six o'clock news because of who your parents are. <laughs> and if you do something and you break up with the girlfriend or you choose the wrong girl, it's, it's, it's a long list of craziness that we don't have to get into, but you just opened a wound that I wish was closed. So thank you very much. I'm going to drink now. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to avoid being known. So it was a nice outlet. It kind of also allowed me just to kind of get away from everything as well. Um, but it kind of helped just de-stress and actually just kind of remove myself sometimes. Have you ever considered leaving the the town of Perry Singh? Well, um, so right now I live in Guelph. So oh well, um, that's about in 2011. What? It's like three hours south of Perry Sound. Oh, you went down. Yeah. Um, well, I'd rather go warmer than colder. I was about to say, down, you're heading more in my direction. Yeah. So my brother went the opposite way. He lives probably one of the most northern towns in Ontario. So it's extremely cold there. Hmm. Like the complete opposite direction. Um, so in 2011, I moved to Guelph for university. Mm-hmm. Where were you in school? In uh, psychology. Oh, you plan on being yeah. a shrink? Uh, not quite. So I mainly folk. So I was kind of the weird one in my psychology group. Um, I was the basically one student who focused on like the math and stats end of everything. Oh Jesus, you're a math so kid. The, yeah, the majority of what I did was like I wrote code and then did things with that and tried to like improve different research methods. So mm. that was my end of psychology. You're a nerd. I was a keener, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was I, I only class. say that because I hate math. <laughs> oh, I loved it. If, if, this, if, if, I had, if I had to choose between math class and sleeping with the devil, I think I'd burn in hell. I just, I hate math. <laughs> I was the, I was basically the kind of student who, I took a summer course at 8.30 in the morning. Yeah. That was a math course. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's. But then again, I took 8 a.m. classes in college. I don't know, just because I was excited about being there. So, uh, yeah. I, yeah, but um, I, I know that was kind of dumb to take 8 o'clock classes. But anyway, so you're in, you're in school. You're going to be in psychology. Yep. And um, what, 
what were your um, you said you were doing like the statistics part. So um, as, as a person who has been trained to think like this, what was your ulterior goal after, you know, college? I mean, you're in the statistics class, you know, are you trying uh, to figure out how stupid we are or, or, or so how we mainly, elected Trump as president? I mean, <laughs> what, what, what was your reason for doing the statistics stuff? Um, my main goal was improving like how research was done and how research was reported. Because there's a lot of research where PhDs who, you know, their job is to do stats and report their data correctly. And there was a lot of them who didn't know how to interpret their data and actually make a conclusion from it. So that's basically what my research revolved around was trying to get a way to teach them to do it better and make it easier. Oh, so they knew how to do it. They knew how to, to, to gather a hypothesis, but they couldn't get a conclusion. Yeah, or they would draw the wrong conclusion from their data or get some extreme you know, conclusion from it that was not even related to what the results they got. So it was, sometimes they would kind of give the wrong answer, which in research is very, very wrong. Mm. It can be a bad thing. So what are we researching? Like, Oh, there's various things. Um, most of the research I looked at was more in the psychology realm, so human behavior. Oh, um, so you were trying to figure out how the hell we elected Donald Trump as president? Eh, maybe, maybe in a way. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know that was. I know that was coming up there somewhere. <laughs> for, uh, a newsflash: I didn't vote for him, but you know, uh, I, I, w- I was most drunk that did. I was drunk that day. So you know, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't want to make America great again. Um, so. You, you went for psychology. Uh, did you, like, do a job in there, or...? Yeah, I did, uh, like, two different, uh, like, research internships, if you want to call them that, mm-hmm. while I was there. Um, I also worked a part-time job, so I could actually afford to go to school as well. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, you picked up the, the... You picked up a good part of American culture being broke and in college yeah. oh I know exactly what it feels like yeah and probably got yeah. the debt to go with it too huh oh uh, yeah 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 so um uh is that where you're headed now because I mean we're, we, we we know where you are but like where does that intersect now does that cut off did you like I'm tired of this crap or I want to so basically some- where I am now is a result of what I didn't want to do then so Originally, my goal was to do, like, a master's degree when I graduated. Okay. And it was more in, like, quantitative psychology. So it's basically a master's in stats, but focused on, like, behavioral research. Okay. Um, There's literally only three schools in Canada I could go to for it. And I noticed that... I mean, we'll take you here in about, uh, I don't know, maybe another 40 years, maybe. <laughs> we might have to get rid of one guy before we can let that happen. But then again, maybe, maybe. But then again, you come from the north. He likes white people. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so I noticed, like, even though I was very good at what I did, and I liked the kind of work I was doing, I noticed that I was kind of lacking a lot in my life. So my only social time was one hour a week with the prof I was working with, <laughs> and I was basically like sitting down either reading writing papers or writing code like 10 12 hours a day so i noticed i was kind of miserable and unhappy and knew if i kind of nobody needs no stinking life so i knew even if i went this route like the academic route i would get an amazing job 
really good pay. I'd probably be in more debt because of that. Of course you And would. I knew I wouldn't be any happier. And for me, like, if I want to, like, actually enjoy what I'm doing, I need to be happy. I need to be able to actually, like, socialize and talk to someone. Mm. So that was kind of the turning point when I realized I need to do something that's actually, like, rewarding for me, can actually, like, benefit other people. And one of the ones was actually making fitness actually part of my life. Mm. So becoming more of, like, a personal trainer and that kind of realm was... I kind of just went for it and mm -hmm. kind of dropped the whole deciding to do a master's thing and became a personal trainer. Cool. So um, now you say you come from a small town and you've moved yep. from that town and you're in a new town. Yep. Um, I don't know, and I'm going to ask you this question because here in, in my lovely city right here, we only have 240 something thousand people who live in this city. I know that's like a mega metropolis to where you come from. Yeah. <laughs> But the reality of it is, where I come from in this little city, if you combine all seven of them, we really have seven boroughs in one city, but they refuse to pull the trigger on it because, you know, people have ego problems. But um, if, if they did, that's about 1.8 million people who live around in, in my area. Yeah, it, it's pretty big. Yeah. Um, the, the point I'm trying to make to that is if you get a can of Raid and just spray it in the air, all the personal trainers will come out like roaches. So, um, for me, it's like, if you've seen one personal trainer, you've seen them all. So is, what does the competition look like where you come from? Because, um, is, so in the city I live in now, it's probably like, so any like Canadian distance runner that goes to the, the Olympics trains in Guelph. Okay. So this town's fairly athletic i would say for the most part like everybody here is pretty active okay in some some regard so i would say there is a lot of trainers mm -hmm. and it can be competitive but mainly for me i started working at like a larger gym and basically your only competition there is the other trainers okay so it's it's not as bad but um, but you went and did something crazy because you uh you're online. Yeah. So, with, so it's, I'll get into that in a second. Okay. Um, Let me not rush you. You take your time. Yeah. This is your show. Um, especially with being at a gym, like, the main thing you need to do is have a way to separate yourself from the other trainers. Right. So people have to know that if they get to train with you, they can get a lot more value mm. and better results from working with you compared to somebody else now that's very important because yeah. as i said in this town if you spray a can of raid they come out like roaches but the thing of it is which roach do i need and and, yeah. and that's kind of the thing that you don't get with trans around here is they're all kind of doing the same thing and they all kind of want to reach the same people and it's like no why yeah. do i need you compared to somebody else so that's very important yeah. and i would love to hear your thoughts on that so i'm going to shut up now Oh, it's huge. So I would say like at the gym I work at, there's different levels of trainers depending on like education. And there's some who, oh, I've seen some trainers come in that aren't <laughs> very good. Um, but mainly, so it's not hard to become a personal trainer. Mm -hmm. And you can get hired without being certified yet. Mm. So as long as you're certified within like a, a window of being hired, 
so you can still work there as a trainer. Okay. So I would say um, big thing is like if you want to look for a good trainer, let's say you're going to a gym and you want to figure out like which one would be, would be better for me mm-hmm. would be usually there's like a wall of like their picture and kind of the description of them that mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. um sometimes they give a backstory of like why they became a trainer sometimes that helps but then also a little bit is make sure they have other certifications that aren't just like a training certification mm-hmm. so for me my big thing is I wanted to be able, be able to help with nutrition and like eating behaviors. Mm-hmm. So I got my nutrition co- nutrition coaching cert through Precision Nutrition, mm-hmm. which is probably the largest company in North America for that kind of thing. So you can train um, people all, all over North America pretty much. Oh, yeah. Okay, so cool. with the certification I have, it's actually based in the U.S., Oh. which allows me to be certified throughout all of North America. Mm-hmm. Um, Once again, the gym we have our tentacles at, somewhere else in the world. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Or the gym I work at, they they make you get the certification they own, but it's only recognized in Canada. Right. And you want to be so recognized I've, all over the world. Yeah. So originally I got that one, and then I had to get the gym's one, which was kind of annoying, but it's now I have two. So, so and this may be jumping the gun here, but you're, um, you're already kind of with your certification setting yourself up to be a little bit different from other people because yeah, yeah, you can kind of, um, reach out to different areas. You're like not trying to be head guppy in a fishbowl, but you're like, I want to go and yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Head guppy in a fishbowl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to be more than just a trainer at a gym. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what is your um, what is your focal point now? Because um, you're you're online, and yep. I am a person that when you invite me to things, I kind of look around to see who's in the room, just yep. because I want to know, you know, what, what what the little what the uh, the lay of the land is, the the mood, if you will. And I've noticed, like that was one of the first things that I noticed is you had a lot of Americans. Or at least a few yep. Americans. I won't say a lot because I didn't go through and start stalking people. But you had a few <laughs> Americans in your group. And I was like, okay, so he's a Canadian trainer, but he's got Americans. So he's kind of building this online thing to kind of what is your 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 goal? Because I have a buddy who is a trainer in the UK who is kind yep. of uh, also doing this. And I don't know if he's took the route that you take. I don't know how that, that works because we haven't really talked yet, which we should. Thanks for reminding me. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of like, what is your goal for this online class or community? What, what are you trying to, to do there? Because we know you got the, the Canadian gym thing. We know that's yep. down packed. So wanna... there's kind of a few things. So my my long-term like main goal is to not have to work at the gym and completely work online Mm. Um, because I would say working in a gym as a trainer it's very demanding it's a lot of hours Mm -hmm. and it's it's a lot of time right and for me I know I can give someone really good results in value online and I can help more people 
while spending less time, I don't just have to stand around in the gym.、Mm. So I know I can do more with being online with more of my time. I, I, I like anybody who wants to work on the internet. That, that is like. It's, I would say, so in the gym, you're very limited. Yeah. Because I only get the people who are members of the gym. Right. Kind of in the area. Right. And also, it's more expensive as well to train with a trainer at a gym versus online. Yeah. Just because you're paying for that in person time. Right. And then online, I can have basically unlimited reach. So I can help people anywhere in the world who need help, like losing weight, not just people who are only members of the gym. Yeah. It, it, it's, um, it's, it's one of those things where I, I, I've struggled with is. Eventually, you're going to max out of your town. It's like it's,、yeah. it's 1.8 million. If you get 10% of that, you're doing good. You might get 25, and then that's it. But、yeah. at, at some point in time, if you're going to be successful, you're, you're going to have to look outside of your little nest egg or your little well, fishbowl. You need a bigger pond, basically. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. yeah, you got to move out of the fishbowl. And so,、um, yeah, so、uh, what is,、uh, what is your, your process or your. Your method, your plan for achieving this? What, what, do, you, what do you need from, to, to make this a reality?、Um, so, right now, it's gradually moving there. It's a lot of work.、Um, some people don't always realize. But right now, it's so I have a Facebook group set up that I can help people more kind of closely with like exercise related things. Okay. And. A lot of it for me is so basically, there's three things I need to focus on every day to help grow my business.、Mm-hmm. And the first one is content creation. Because、mm. if I'm not making content, then nobody's going to know about me. No. And I'd say a lot of work goes into creating like just one Instagram post than most people probably think. Oh, God, yes. And the second one is lead generation. So, if I'm not getting leads, then I'm not going to get clients. Right. And then the last one is just making sure I'm providing like, value to my clients、mm-hmm. and servicing them the best I can. So, let me ask you this question.、Um, yeah. I'm in America. Yep.、Yeah. Because we're going to see what we can do here. I'm in America. You're in Canada. What, what, what can you offer me?、Uh, literally, I don't, I don't know how far you are away, but from. Where I am to the border is maybe 10 hours. So from the border to you, let's just say it's another 15 hours. Another、eh, 10 hours. Let's call it like six. So probably about, like almost 20 hours away. Yeah, about 20 hours away. Yeah, yeah that's almost a dang day. Yeah. What, what, what can you offer someone 20 hours away from you? In terms of like service? Yes. Well,、uh, I hope that's all. I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I need to go 20 I don't need to go 20 hours to get weed, man. I mean, I, I know where the pothead is around the corner. I mean, he's, he's got, actually, if I hurry up, he's got a stash. He's about to, you know, restock in about 10 minutes.、Um, basically, since it's all online based, it can be all through somebody's phone. So they can literally message me. It doesn't matter where I am in the world or where they are in the world.、Mm-hmm. If they have a question, then. They can send it right to me and then I can get right back to them within like a few minutes. Okay. So it's kind of that convenience factor where if they need help, I'm there and it doesn't matter where they are or where I am.、Mm-hmm. Um, 
And a part of it too is like with how I do my programs, it doesn't matter which gym they work out at or if they have a home gym, I can still cater towards that and making sure they actually get the best workout for their location. Cool. All right. Well, um, so I like you. Thank you. I like you too. <laughs> you passed my interview process. And um, what can I do for you? Um, that's a tough question. Good. I'll give you time to think about it. Um, we don't have to. We don't have to sit here and hold the line up today, because you know. Yeah. So, so let me tell you something. If there's, there's. I don't know. I went to a business class a long time ago, and the person who was in the he was running his name is Bishop Courtney Macbeth. He's a preacher, okay. but he does business. Okay. And the one thing I remember in that class, because I only went to the free class, because I wasn't paying seventy nine ninety five for his business class. <laughs> but in that class, he said, "Never end a conversation without asking what you could do for a person, and watch how they poop their pants." And I went, sure. yeah. what? And, and I, every time I leave, I'm like, what can I do for you? People are like, uh. And then I went back to him. And I was like, why did they poop their pants? He's like, because nobody's ever looking for anybody to ask that question. And I go, that's true. Ah. So here's what I'm thinking. Well, I'm, the, I'm the same way. So I'll get, I, so I do the same amount of like consults with people. And a typical goal that I get. So for me, like the most powerful question I can ask somebody is why uh-huh. or how's that working? Right. And a lot of people, they'll get into the gym and just say, I just want to be healthy or I just want to work out to get healthy. Mm-hmm. There's no like tangible goal or specific reason. So if someone tells me that, oh, I just want to work out to be healthy. Then I kind of turn around and ask them, well, what does healthy mean to you? Why do you want to get healthy? Hmm. Yeah. I have some good news for you. Double good news, if that can be a thing. Uh, yeah, it could be a thing. This podcast is 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 over for the day. But we have part two tomorrow with Aaron. So you can go ahead and hit the subscribe button or the follow button, whatever uh, medium or should I say whatever your podcast platform requires you do. So that you'll be back here tomorrow and hear part two of our conversation with uh, me and Aaron. We talk about some things you just want to come back tomorrow but for now let us have in the words of john hagee out of san antonio texas the blessing and that is for your day to be completely awesome sauce may the hounds of hell remove themselves from your path may your focus be sharp may your pathway be clear may the witches be vanquished from your life from your mind and even from your soul and that you will walk into this day with peace, harmony, good fortune, high faith, and the belief that anything you set your mind to is possible. Until the next time we meet, for me and mine, unto you and yours. Laters.